0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlocks big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book The Omnivore's Dilemma, A Natural History of Four Meals. Nowadays, we are endowed with an unprecedented richness of food. In larger cities, we can enjoy cuisines from all over the world, such as fish and chips from the UK and Yuxiang shredded pork from China. Furthermore, 24-hour fast food joints around the globe are serving Coke and burgers. However, people are also becoming more food savvy than ever before and are increasingly focusing on healthy diets. Experts, gourmet chefs, and ads tell us to strictly observe our calorie intake, eat more protein and fewer carbs, follow a vegan diet, and so on. A growing number of people are diligently recording their calorie intake on various mobile apps every day. When buying food products, they keep an eye on ingredient lists to meticulously calculate what they should eat at each meal. However, eating isn't doing scientific research. As we have increasing opportunities to choose our food, we must understand food itself, not the human-made data. Have you ever thought that we don't need food calorie values and nutrition facts to obtain the perfect meal? This book The Omnivore's Dilemma can help us out with these queries. The book mainly reveals a series of problems posed by the industrial food chain in the U.S. It inspires us to find ways to eat healthy by providing a new perspective that will help us break free from data enslavement and find our ideal food more freely. The author Michael Pollan is one of the leading food authors in the U.S. He was named one of Newsweek's top 10 new thought leaders, and Time magazine named him one of the 100 most influential people in the world in 2010. Instead of sitting in an office studying books, he loves to go into the fields and kitchens to learn about food culture and the social phenomena behind it. He's also a nature lover who pinpoints a viable path for humans to get back to the basics in the industrial food chain. Many studies on food health risks list a substantial amount of scientific data and expert opinions, but that isn't Pollen's way of conducting research. He likes to use three of his five senses, sight, sound, and taste, to paint a realistic food tapestry. We've reviewed another book from Pollen Cooked, A Natural History of Transformation in one of our bookies. Feel free to listen to it if you're interested. Next, we'll talk about the major points of the book in three parts. Part 1, The Health Crisis Caused by Industrial Food. Part 2, What is a Real Organic Meal? Part 3, How do we Acquire the Perfect Meal? Let's start with the industrial food chain which has had the closest and most far-reaching impact on our lives. Emerging primarily after the Second World War, the industrial food chain is a food production method that relies on industrial production and global markets. It has dramatically changed people's eating habits. That's the change that puts us in the omnivores dilemma. Simply put, the omnivore's dilemma is a difficult situation in which we don't know what we're supposed to eat. Our diet compositions were relatively simple in the past, and the types of foods we could choose from were somewhat limited. At that time, eating was just an act of filling the stomach. Along with social development, we discovered an increasing number of edible foods and even delicacies. As a result, eating is no longer an act of filling the stomach but a way of life and a pursuit. Nonetheless, we have become increasingly confused about what to eat. Nowadays, a growing number of people have started to pay attention to the health risks of food. When there are so many foods in front of us, how should we make choices? It's no wonder that we have a hard time choosing because food manufacturers are good at gauging the trends and producing delicious and delightful healthy foods. When experts claim that fats are bad, the manufacturers will make their products oil-free while add more sugar to achieve good flavor. When those experts say that sugars aren't good, the manufacturers will switch to sugar substitutes. Coupled with various types of food additives, they can create food products that are both tasty and healthy. There are so many healthy foods on the market, but they differ in raw materials and production techniques. So, how can people tell the good from the bad? This phenomenon is especially predominant in the U.S., a country that leads the trend toward internationalization where Americans can easily taste the world's delicacies. And since they don't have many culinary traditions of their own to direct their eating habits, they tend to be very tolerant of food from all over the world. Additionally, due to the open and free society, different kinds of food trends quickly become popular in the U.S., food factories continue to produce a variety of delicious and highly processed foods to dominate the market. With so many choices and the absence of its own traditional food, Americans are more likely to be caught in a food selection predicament. Of course, this dilemma isn't just happening in the US, it is spreading around the world. We know that there are many foods out there, but we still have problems choosing them. That's the omnivore's dilemma in the industrial food chain. To solve this dilemma, it's essential to understand how this food chain which affects the vast majority of people operates. Typically, a natural food chain will only need to consume solar energy to function fully. Sunlight nourishes the plants while animals seek their food by instinct, be it plants or plant eaters, and eventually they die and turn to dust, providing nutrition to plants in return. However, abnormalities in this harmony exist within the industrial food chain. Colin, the author of this book visited farms all over the country to find out that corn turns out to be a crucial cornerstone of the industrial food chain in America. Corn is a highly productive crop that is cheap to grow. Therefore, most American farms have begun to grow large quantities of corn after being incentivized by the market and government. As an example, the book discusses the abundance of crops and livestock on Iowa's Naylor Farm in the early 20th century in comparison to now, when the only crops left are corn and minute quantities of soybeans and there are no livestock. But the truth is people have difficulty consuming that overwhelming quantities of corn. Hence, there need to be other ways to consume large amounts of corn. In the U.S., the vast majority of corn either becomes animal feed or is turned into processed foods. First, let's discuss the corn that turns out to be animal feed. In the industrial food chain, there has also been a significant change in how food animals are raised. They can no longer enjoy a life of free foraging but enter concentrated animal feeding operations, where their feeds are a mixture of corn and nutrients. These feeds can provide livestock with more calories, so the animals are able to gain weight in a short amount of time. Next, let's take a look inside a food processing plant. Through a series of processes and decompositions, corn can be made into starches, syrups, cooking oils, alcohols, and so on. In turn, these corn products return to the manufacturing and processing of different food products, becoming a part of them. As a result, we eat a lot of corn, we just don't realize it. What used to be diversified food production is now dominated by corn. People may find this confusing though, after all, isn't corn a healthy roughage? It doesn't matter if we eat more corn. That's our very human way of thinking, but food animals will have a hard time agreeing. For the intensively reared livestock which are not originally corn-based animals, the presence of corn forcibly changes their traditional eating habits. The Blair Ranch was home to such a modified cattle herd in America. These intensively reared cows fed on a mixture of corn and various drugs, which was very much against their nature. On the surface, this may seem like only the suffering of livestock. Nevertheless, you are what you eat, it's often said. These distressed animals are a significant start to the process that influences human health. Corn causes acidosis in cows when it enters their stomachs, and it can even be fatal in severe cases. To solve this problem, farmers are forced to add large amounts of antibiotics to their feeds. The antibiotics that are consumed select for new strains of resistant bacteria in cattle's stomachs. These new strains will eventually infect humans through the food chain and withstand the drugs we currently use to treat such infections. At the same time, The feeds contain corn that is high in fat and calories. This leads to an increase in beef saturated fatty acids which has become a major cause of obesity for Americans who eat beef regularly. In addition to food materials, industrial food production methods are also continually affecting our health. One of the most notorious culprits is popular fast food joints. We all know that deliciousness, convenience, and low price are part of the allure of fast food. However, to make those cheap ingredients taste better, fast food restaurants add more sugar, oil and food additives to their foodstuffs. Moreover, cooking methods such as pan frying and deep frying give the foods tempting appearances and delicious taste, thus making them addictive. Owing to these tactics, the calories in fast food have gone through the roof. More importantly, Fast food business owners spend a lot of time, energy, and money trying to get folks to purchase more and eat more. David Wallerstein, a director of McDonald's is one of these shrewd businessmen. Wallerstein observed that it would be easier to sell popcorn by directly offering a single gigantic serving than by enticing people to buy a second popcorn serving at the movie theater. In this way, Wallerstein managed to discover the secret to increasing sales other business owners followed suit, and we inadvertently ended up eating more fast food. Going too far is as bad as not going far enough. After eating foods that offer more energy than bodies need, people are one step closer to obesity. Relying on corn products such as syrups and alcohols, a growing number of delicious high calorie foods are entering people's lives. Examples of these foods include fried food, high-sugar beverages, and alcoholic drinks. Excessive consumption of those foods can lead to health problems, such as obesity, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and more. This concludes our content for the first part. Let's do a quick recap. The industrial food chain is a method of food production based on industrial production and global markets. It has led to a dizzying array of cuisines and the omnivores dilemma. In the pursuit of productivity and profit, farms have forcibly changed their traditional animal husbandry practices. Also, food factories continue to produce industrial foods with the addition of large amounts of additives. In the end, our health will be compromised by eating unhealthy meat. Thanks to fast food franchise owners, we unknowingly increase our appetites by consuming more highly processed fast food. Thus, obesity and different kinds of diseases have come to haunt us. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.